Welcome to Watershed's May podcast. My name's Mark Cosgrove and I'm the head of the programme here at Watershed. This month there are great opportunities to revisit some classics of cinema. One is so rare you'd be crazy to miss it. First though, a couple of weeks ago, the great pioneering cinematographer Jack Cardiff died. Cardiff had a long and distinguished career in cinema. His career actually spanned the history of film from silent through to colour and beyond. He entered the industry at the age of 14 in 1928. He was a pioneer in the use of colour, being the first to shoot a film in Britain using Technicolor. Whilst he was a cinematographer on a host of great films, for example The African Queen, Scott of the Antarctic, he will be forever linked with Michael Powell and Emmerich Pressburger and the three extraordinary films he shot for them. Powell and Pressburger were so impressed by his second unit work on The Life and Death of Colonel Blimp that they offered Cardiff lead cinematographer on their next project. The result would be three stunning and groundbreaking British films which have never really been matched in terms of sheer creative brilliance. A Matter of Life and Death, Black Narcissus and The Red Shoes. By coincidence, we are screening A Matter of Life and Death this month as part of the Festival of Ideas. The context is actually in connection with a season looking at neurology through cinema. We are doing this in partnership with the Neurological Department at Bristol University. What seemed like a reasonably obtuse connection is actually quite intriguing if you think about how cinema portrays or has used neurological phenomenon or disorders. For example, Memento and Amnesia, Beautiful Mind and Schizophrenia, the diving bell and the butterfly, and, well, neurological shutdown. These are all being screened with introductions from eminent neurologists looking at the films from their professional perspective. In discussions about the topic, a matter of life and death immediately came to my mind. If you haven't seen it, it is about an RAF bomber played by David Niven, coming back from a mission. His plane is on fire and over the English Channel, lost. Even he presumes he will die. However, an error in heaven means he is still very much alive and fallen in love with the radio signaller with whom he had his last conversation. This celestial battle to get him back is mirrored in reality by intense headaches he gets, a neurological disorder which will require an operation to save his life, paralleled by a court case in heaven. It is magnificently balanced between the celestial and the real, and in discussion with Professor Ian Christie from Birkbeck College in London, who not only wrote the excellent monograph for the British Film Institute, but was key to the critical re-evaluation of Powell and Pressburger from the 1970s onwards, I discovered that A Matter of Life and Death is currently being reappraised for its neurological verisimilitude, and is the favourite film of neuroscientist Oliver Sacks, he of Awakenings and the man who mistook his wife for a hat. From the context of neuroscience and the Festival of Ideas, I'm sure this screening of A Matter of Life and Death, which will be introduced by Professor Christie, will be an homage and reminder of the great contribution made by Cardiff to Powell and Pressburger's vision. Indeed, I always remember the story where Michael Powell described to Jack Cardiff that when Niven makes the transition he thinks, from earth to heaven, he should come out of a mist. The challenge for Cardiff was to create this subtle effect. After some time, 
Cardiff said to Powell he had the solution. What technical magic and trickery was he going to do with the focus and the film stock? Well, a simple puff of breath on the lens was enough to create the out-of-focus mist. And as it quickly dried and disappeared from the lens, Niven would come sharply into focus. A Matter of Life and Death is screening at 2pm on Sunday the 10th of May. Film is like a battleground. There's love, hate, action, violence, death. In one word, emotions. This is the definitive definition of film as delivered by American director Sam Fuller playing himself in Jean-Luc Godard's 1966 brilliant and still quite astonishing Piero Le Fou. Piero Le Fou is being reissued by the British Film Institute as part of the celebrations of the Nouvelle Vague, that great moment in the late 50s and early 60s when French critics turned filmmakers, turned cinema on its head and introduced a much needed injection of cinematic energy. Piero Le Fou is an extraordinary film which I would compare in effect and audacity to Picasso's painting La Damselle's d'Avignon or Marcel Duchamp's Urinal. At the same time, the film is the height of abstract modernism, all improvised, cut up, energetic, bursting with ideas and the boldness of the new, and on the other, cheeky, brash and piss-takingly conceptual. It was Godard's tenth film and the idea of improvisation was at the core. Although adapted from a novel as source material, there simply was no script. It was shot in truly glorious, almost primary colour technicolour by, at that time, Godard's regular cameraman, Raoul Coutard. It could and should be argued that Raoul Coutard's name should be as recognisable in the Nouvelle Vague as Truffaut, Godard or Chabrol. His cinematography gave form to those auteurs' visions. Piero Le Fou is, well I would say, pure cinema. The cinemascope frame is like a canvas with which you can feel Coutard and Godard playing quite magnificently. I'd be intrigued to know what conversation Jack Cardiff and Raoul Coudard would have had. I'm certain they would have approved of each other's stunning cinematography. Piero Le Fou opens Friday, May 22nd for two weeks. The very rare screening I said early on that you'd be mad to miss is La Rue by Abel Gans. La Rue's screening is part of the music of light season. Gans is one of the towering pioneers of silent cinema who introduced narrative complexity and character depth to this primitive art form. He's probably most famous for Napoleon, which was restored in the 1980s in all its three-screen projection and orchestral score glory. Gansey's films are, in a word, epic. La Rue has been unavailable for over 80 years and is a stunning poetic piece of cinema, presented here with a live score by musicians Neil Brand and Gunther Buchwald. The man behind a lot of the restoration of early cinema is Kevin Brownlow, and over the weekend of the 23rd and 24th of May, there'll be opportunities to hear him talking about his work, but also to see some of the film, like Win Stanley, he himself has made. Brownlow himself is a towering figure in the world of restoration and bringing back to light lost masterpieces. This promises to be a very special weekend. For more information on the season, visit ideasfestival.co.uk. That's all for me.